0: Behold, all now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he has made him who knew no sin to be sinful for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. him. And that's a glorious reality, my brother, sister in Christ. That is amazing. That He made Him who knew no sin to to be sin sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. And it's just something that I feel like I continually need to be reminded of and have the eyes of my heart open to see the Gospel. Let's all stand up for a word of prayer. prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Jesus, Jesus thank you for a new day. Thank Thank you You that your mercies are new. Thank thank you that that, um, your love is never-ending, Lord, Lord, and that you... um, Lord, just the work of the Lord, cross that, the you done, of God, that you, God, you have done, God, the work done, in reconciling God, us, in to, reconciling yourself, us to yourself, Lord. And God, as we're gathered, and here, and as we're gathered church, here as your church, uh, one church, one body, church, Lord, Lord, to glorify body, your name, to to, to, name to, um, to, um, to worship um, you, I just pray, pray that your God, Holy that your Spirit would have free reign in this place this morning, God, and that you would open our hearts, Lord, to see your glory and to hear your word and to be changed more into your likeness, Lord. God, I pray for anyone here this morning who doesn't know you, God, I pray that you would draw that person to you. And Lord, that um, that Lord, each soul that's here this morning would be um, encouraged and strengthened, and that the eyes of our heart would be open, Lord, to see the glory of Your salvation, Lord, and to be changed. Thank You, Lord Jesus. Amen. Open the eyes of my heart. testimony or anything to share it's open at any time just feel free to lift your voice and
1: I was going to share with the children this morning is all things work together for good to them that love God and as I was singing this song I had to think about how that we um, We're so quick to get so wrapped up into the things of this life or the trials of life or the struggles of life Or even sometimes even what God hasn't done for us that we Miss the glory of what God is doing every and each and every day And as we were singing that song, I had to think about it. How much much am I living living in the day that God has given us? You know, it says we're not supposed to give a thought for tomorrow. Let the things of tomorrow take care of the things of themselves. And so often I know in my own self, I'm so worried about, because I'm such a planner, I'm so worried about the next thing, the next step, what i got to do next, that I miss what God is doing now. And, and I don't want to. I don't wanna I want to be that way. I, I want to, that as that song says. I don't want to miss, says, the, glory wanna miss the glory of what God is doing.
0: And does anyone else have anything to to share? is there anyone else here this morning who has a physical ailment or anything you would like prayer for we'd be more than happy to lift you up in prayer mm-hmm.
1: Father, I, I just lift up mom to you, this morning, mom you know, this morning, Lord. You know you know this situation better you know this than situation we even do. And Lord, you have, Lord, blessed, you have blessed, us blessed us with the time that we've had with mom, we for, we so had with mom for so Lord, many Lord, years. And Lord, we thought we lost her we a couple years ago, her but her Lord, you, you gave us even more time with her. And I just pray, Lord, that your hand would rest upon her and Lord, that you would heal her and show yourself faithful to her again as you have in so many years past and just slow her heart down that she'd be able to get it. Back to beating at the right rate lord and, and that she would be lord, able to get rest and, and rest sleep and, and feel good again lord i just pray that you would lord, do this in her, not, her this not not just for her but for us all for lord also, us also that lord, enjoy also that being here, her being here and her being here, the love, and love that she, she gives one each one of us and the part that she plays in each one of our lives i just pray lord that you you would heal her but not against your will lord but lord we ask lord you are faithful to give us and we ask in this in jesus name About this next so song, we're, about gonna this song is, we're gonna sing is and it's so true this morning so true Daniel shows morning. up and Daniel everybody shows up, up with him. <laughs> <shows up laughs> Daniel, around. no I love it um, and um, I love and that, and as are that, are that, that as we are the body of Christ, body of Christ and, I mean, and I mean we're looking at going to Florida for a month and I'm gonna miss everybody and so and much but the reality of it is the body of Christ still continues on it's not one person it's not two people that make it it's it's literally all of us together that are the body of christ of body mm-hmm. of and as this, song, and as this says song says it so well, it so well um uh, a couple years ago when i first heard this song i, this I, song, I just, just absolutely fell absolutely in love with it because of what it states, what it states. and the larger body the of christ outside, body of our 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 churches, outside of our, churches, outside of our, churches, churches, outside our own churches outside of our own circles but the body of christ that we're all we're together all in christ someday it'll be like this in heaven like this in heaven Shouldn't come
2: forward.
3: Shouldn't right, come forward. <laughs> We're going to be playing, but it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little bit till we play.
1: What? What? All right. You guys All want right. to sit down? You guys want to sit down? What did I say last what Sunday? You were gonna get to do this Sunday. You're gonna what? You're gonna what? You're gonna taste subjects. Wow, well, you got a good memory. Huh? Be taste subjects. Yeah, that that's you're yeah, gonna that, be. That's that you're gonna be. So. so. Alright, you can get up here yet. Alright, you can get up here yet. You can just yeah, you can sit you there just, you can come up front if you want. You're all gonna get you're all okay. gonna get okay. So so did you remember, the verse, I did just you remember the verse I just quoted? Did you did you were you listening, you, while, you we were were singing? You listening while we were singing? Oh you saw me wrapping, oh, it, saw up. Me wrapping okay. it up. Okay. Do you know what the verse was I quoted, the verse I quoted during singing? That I said it was gonna be for children's lesson? Don't remember? Don't remember? Okay, well, either okay, one. Well, either Do you one. remember it? Do you remember it? Romans 8:28. Romans 8:28. All things work together All for good to them that love God. Right? Right? Okay. okay. So. So. I got some knives I got here. Where did some knives here. Where my wife disappear to? My wife disappeared. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She forgot to start the oven. She forgot to start the oven. Okay. 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 So do you think all these, so ingredients, think all these ingredients that we're gonna try to that put we're together try here? To put together here. All right. All right. Where, where'd my butter go? Where'd my butter go? She took my butter. She took my butter. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay, so why don't okay. you each come so up, why here. Why I'm gonna each come up here? I'm going to give you guys something here. Something here. Oh, really teeny? oh, really teeny. Okay, here you go. Okay, here you go. And just wait now. This and is going like to be like here. kids' communion here. We all partake, yes. at, the we all partake at the same time. There you go. There you go. Oh. Oh. Here you go. Okay. Just go. wait. Just You'll wait. find out. You'll find out. You believe all things work together for good to them, to them that love God, God to them right? Them that love God, right? Everybody got one? Everybody got no, one. Oh Benny. oh, Benny didn't get one yet. Oh, Benny, didn't get one yet. Okay. Benny didn't get one yet. Okay. Okay. So why don't? So why oh, don't yep, he got, got one. All right. Why don't you guys all try it? See what you think of it. See what you think. Just take a big bite of it. Just take a big bite. Put it all in your mouth. Put it all in your mouth. Why? Why? It's butter. It's butter. You can do it. Do you know how many you things how butter have butter makes? in it that your mom makes? I love butter. I'm like, I'm Did, you like oh, Did you like it? Did you like it? Mmm. It's good stuff, right? It's good stuff, right? I like, I like right? it. Mmm. I, like I like it. Alright, well. Alright, well.
4: I like it. You mm. like it? I like it. I like it. I like it. You don't want to try it, Sherry? So don't want to
1: try it, Sherry? What so, do we want to call this? What What's something hard, in your, What's something that you have hard to in your do. life that you have to do? You guys just love everything, you that, you just love everything life, that you have to do in uh, life, right? Uh, huh? Uh, huh? Helping mom and dad. Okay. How about. Um, how about um, is it hard to not lie? Is it hard to not lie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's being yeah, truthful. That's being truthful. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Is it hard to to, uh, not uh, be angry? Be angry? No. no. Hmm. Okay. Well, your parents tell you what? what. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. So we'll call the butter anger. Okay, it looks kind of angry in there, right? Kind of mushed up. Okay. Okay. All right, about, all right, how about, well, we can each just take well, a pinch, right? just take a pinch, right? Um, no, because that ain't no, going to stick on there, honey, at all. On there yeah. okay, at, okay. at all. Okay, well, why don't you take a little okay, pinch of that you with your fingers, of pinch, of your fingers, just a
4: little pinch. Pinch.
1: pinch. Well, you take a little pinch, well, like, this, a little pinch, pinch like this, pinch like this like just pinch a little bit and put it in your mouth. Well, you don't do that. All right, you do it. All right, you do it. You want to try it? You want to try it? want a little pinch, want a little pinch, oh, grab some, oh, grab, grab some. a little bit, grab a little bit, oh not a handful, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. okay suck on that, no Here you go, there who you didn't go. get any yet, who didn't get any I didn't. yet, I did it, I did it, do you like it,
4: do you like it,
1: yeah, yeah, mm. uh, what's something, uh, that, what's would be something sweet that would be sweet, that we do in life, but is, do in life but is still wrong, but it's still wrong, Yummy. Oh. Oh. You want some cherry uh, too? want some cherry uh, okay. okay. I want some. I want mm.
4: some.
5: Mm.
1: So if you just eat a lot so of this, you think it a taste great? You uh-huh. would just want to eat the whole this. bag like this? No. It'd be, terrible, right? It'd be terrible, right? So yeah, I something I thought about that I would that, about is that is sweet that but is still sweet, very wrong. Is still very is wrong, wrong. Is sometimes we we say words that we, we don't, words don't actually mean. They sound really good, like we tell us somebody, like we like we oh like we well. You're well i have got to be careful here what I say. Um if I look at my wife and go, Oh honey, you're just beautiful well, this morning and she looks well, like she just crawled out of bed. She just crawled out of bed. Right? So it's good words, so it's good but is it exactly is truthful? It exactly not necessarily. Truthful, not necessarily. She is beautiful to me, she beautiful but, to she me, me but she doesn't look her best. look her best. So we have to be careful. So we have to be I'm, careful. I'm, it was terrible <laughs> analogy. Anyway. <laughs> all, right. all right. This can go in, right? Actually, this can yeah. go in, right? Okay. So the whole... Okay, so oh, oh, oh wowie. Wow. Okay, that's that. Okay, that's that. Now. Now, now. 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 Oh, we want to mix this
4: up now, right? Mix this up now. Right. Right. Okay. okay okay all right
1: okay. well honey it's right there oh, honey, it's straight here Blake Blake Brad oh okay here we're, gonna, oh, move okay. Here, here. we're gonna move this just a little bit just a little bit okay
4: Lake. okay
1: Lake. all right all right yeah. You wanna keep mixing that? I'll get flour going here. Alright guys. We're gonna get one more taste bud here. Alright? You don't wanna taste this? Take a pinch of
2: that.
4: I don't want to. What does it taste like
2: Oh hey, don't just smear it. Eat it. Make sure you eat it all. I don't want to. I
4: don't want to eat flour. Did you try some? Did you wanna try some?
1: Did you wanna try some? Hey, you want to try some? Hey, you, to try you don't some? want to try any? You, don't want, you want to try some? some? You want to try some? Ooh, oh, you want? Oh. Just take a little pinch. Just, take a just little pinch, pinch it with your fingers. You with your there you go, just like, it, though, just like I eat it. Yuck? yuck. OK, this goes in next, this goes or, nice. egg. or
4: egg. No, I want to OK, well, we're not going okay. to try, 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 try eggs, because you guys all know what eggs it's taste it, like, it, right? You don't want
1: to taste an egg?
4: Yeah. It's not
1: OK. What's this going to be? Alright, how, right, how much of this? Just a little
4: bit. Alright, we're, gonna All right, bit we're going to put a little bit of wow. this in. Oh, this would be good. Yeah.
1: Oh, vanilla don't taste good by vanilla itself? Vanilla Okay. okay. Um, we got... This stuff you don't want to eat. Some some baking soda. baking yeah. soda? Yeah. Terrible stuff, yeah. right?
4: Yes,
1: yeah. Alright. All right. Well, everybody likes salt, everybody right? Salt, everybody knows, right? Salt, everybody right? knows what salt everybody tastes like, yeah, right? Yeah. We need Preston up here. Now, Preston eats yeah, now this, Preston by, you know, this by. This, this isn't, by isn't enough even enough for one boiled egg for Preston. He loves salt. <laughs> he, loves salt. <laughs> he loves salt. All right, uh, all right. You guys want some salt? You guys want some salt? No, you know what no, no, salt, you know, no, salt tastes like, no, right? All right,
4: all right. Now, we all like the flour, right? be a cookie. be Okay,
1: those ingredients are amazing, right? You guys just love them all, I'll right?
4: I'll right? The, powdered sugar.
1: the powdered sugar. that was flour. But it's, didn't it taste good? didn't it taste good? No. No. So what do you think happens when we make all these ingredients together?
4: I think it's gonna do you guys like cookies? Yeah. Boy, well, it looks like it needs water. Yeah, it looks like it needs
3: water.
1: See, I'm even doubtful. Wait. See, I'm even doubtful. Wait, no, that's what we going to do with it. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. New- okay. okay. No, what now what do we keep doing what do we keep doing okay we're gonna okay, you guys all seen the ingredients you, you, know see you know what it is now now we're gonna sing a little bit now we're gonna sing a little bit we're gonna see, how that we're gonna see all oven. that turns out in the other turns out all right okay Okay. I get Jason and Preston, back, Jason up here. And Preston back up here Okay, what song do okay, you, okay. you guys want to sing? Cast Your Burdens. Cast your burdens. Boy, that's like your favorite oh, song like these days. That's like your favorite days. song these days. Yeah. It Ah. Yep, we got all our guitar players. Guitar players. You ready for this? You ready okay. for this? Okay. Okay. Hey, you ready? <laughs> all right, everyone else? Everyone else? Stand up. And <laughs> Cast your burdens
0: onto Jesus for he cares for you. Cast your burdens onto Jesus for he cares. Jesus.
1: Seated. You should be seated. You're out of breath. You're I know the feeling. Breath. I know the feeling. All right. All right. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Singing or, uh, singing or messing around? Wrapped up, tied up. up you ready for up. that already? You, you got ready enough breath back? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so okay. let's, well, well, let's, really, let's do something else. Really, really slow. Really
4: slow.
1: How about God's not dead? How about God's not dead? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's A, right? I think it's A. G. G. God's not God. dead. The jungle. King of the jungle, who's the king of the sea? Who's the king? I tell you, that's just falling too flat. Too Wrapped, flat. Up, up Wrapped up, tied up now? That is like you is favorite guys' song, favorite song. song, that, one favorite song higher, higher. that one
4: and Higher, Higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys just like jumping just around, like don't you? Yeah. yeah. huh uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Okay, so, oh, we okay. This, so we got this. So we got this. You got all the energy, you here, got right, all energy here, right, Lukey? You're gonna get it at the You're right gonna speed. Get it at the right speed. It's not just gonna be. It's not just gonna be. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I
1: seen your little sister's, your getting, little it sister's getting it down pretty good. Uh huh. Uh huh. You been working on that. You've been working on that. All right.
4: What key? key.
3: I think it's A. A,
1: That's what it is. is. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. up Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, and done. I'm inside, outside, side to side, and Jesus, I'm inside, outside, side to side, and Jesus, I'm inside, outside, side to side, side and Jesus, I'm inside, outside, side to side, inside, outside, side to side. Outside, side, to side with God I'm upright, downright Living right in Jesus I'm upright, downright Living right in Jesus I'm upright, downright Living right in Jesus I'm upright, downright Living right, upright, downright Living right, upright, downright Living right in God I'm up in Jesus I'm inside, outside, side to side in Jesus I'm upright, downright, living right in Jesus I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up Inside, outside, side to side Upright, downright, living right in God And then we have Sherry Speed I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in god Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in God. Then we have. Who else's speed? Who else's speed? Oh, Sherry don't want to go fast. Oh, Sherry don't want to go fast. I'm wrapped up. tied up. Take it up in Jesus. I'm inside and outside. Side, side in Jesus. I'm upright, downright. Living right, down right. in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up. take it up. Inside, outside, side, side. i upright, downright. Living right, down right. Live and in God. Woo! Woo. All right. All right. I've got the joy, joy, joy. I've got the joy, joy, joy. Okay. Okay. You gonna say wear? You gonna say
2: wear really loud? Wear really loud. Okay. We'll have the, okay. parents, ask we'll the, have the parents ask the question.
4: Parents ask the
1: question. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. <laughs> down in. i got the wonderful got love of my blessed Redeemer, away down in the depths of my heart, down in the depths of my heart, down in the depths of my heart. I've got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer, way down in the depths of my heart, down in the depths of my heart, to stay. How's those things coming? How's those things coming? Oh. Oh. So we're going to be a while? So we're going to be a while? You got another song? You got another song? Father A.L. Steve, please be quiet. <laughs> I'm leaning on the wall. I like your ideas much, your better your than idea much better than Steve's. Okay, how many, vote, okay, for Father how many Abraham? vote for Father Abraham? How many vote for leaning on the Lord's side? on the Lord's side. I get to be the one to count, right? To one, two, one three, four, five, five six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Way over. <laughs> oh, how can, we shorten, oh, Father how can Abraham? we shorten Father Abraham? Hmm. You want to sing Father Abraham? Okay. Okay. How much time we got? How much time we got? Oh, no. Oh, no. Father Abraham, here we father come. All right. All right. Father Abraham had many sons. Sons had five. Father Abraham I am one of them and so are you so let's just pray Left arm, right foot, left foot, turn it up, turn around, sit down, sit down. Woo! Okay. Next time Steve Next suggests time that Steve song, suggests he has to come up, song, has to up and do a solo. solo. Yeah. Alright. All right. What was the other one you wanted to do? The other one wanted oh, to do? leaning? Oh, leaning. Okay. You all gonna stand up and lean? You're We're, almost, and lean. Lean. We're, almost, We're done. almost done. I gotta keep done. you singing until, until the until the ingredients, ingredients finish. Whatever we we, what we we don't know what they are. You're hoping, You're hoping for cookies. For cookies. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I might, have, know. Have, a I might have a bigger object lesson than mine lesson lesson than mind by having something, by having really, something nasty. really nasty. Uh huh. The oven beeped. The oven beeped. Well, you're sharper of hearing. No wonder your mom gets all her stuff baked right on on time. (laughs) She's over there sleeping in her chair, and Lexi's like, I heard the oven. Is that how it is? Is that how it is? All right. Mom went to the kitchen again? went to the kitchen again? All right. All right. Look, see? See? Whose side are you leaning on? Tell me whose side are you leaning on? I lean, I lean, I lean, I lean. I'm leaning on the Lord's side. I lean, I lean, I lean, I lean. I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Tell me whose side are you praying on? Tell me whose side are you praying on? I pray, I I pray. pray. Wasn't it you that said something else? There was another verse. Oh, deep and wide. That's what it is. is. All right. We got enough time for that one. one? You guys ever sing deep and wide? deep Deep and wide. Deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing. Is there another verse? Is there another verse? Oh yes. Oh yes. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, so oh my goodness. Okay. Oh my how goodness. close are the Okay. How close are the the ingredients to being baked? Ingredients to baked. We're gonna have to sing up here We're all have day. To sing up here all day. All right. All right. So instead, so, instead, of, instead of deep and wide, it's deep and, and wide, hmm and wide, and wide. There's, and a, fountain there's flowing, a fountain flowing, hmm and wide. Flowing, and wide. You got it. Got it? And, then it's <laughs> hmm and then it's hmm hmm. You got that? You got that? Hmm. And why? Hmm. And why? There's a fountain, there's a fountain flowing. flowing and, why, and why? Did I change the key? Oh, let's do it again. Okay. Hmm. Mm, and why? Uh, now did it again? Hmm. <laughs> and why? Oh my goodness. Oh my god. All because of an oven. All, of an oven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what what do we Okay, I'll I'll, I'll uh, I might just have to cuz it's getting a little long. All right. So what do we get when we put everything together? Does it taste good, do you think? You think it's going to taste good? You hope so? You hope so? So what happens when God takes the trials of life? When God takes the trials of life. Right? Are all, right. things life easy? all things in life easy? Is it easy to get is uh, easy spanking? To get, uh, spanking? Yeah. Mm-mm. Is it easy, to stand, yeah. is easy to stand in the corner? No. No. But see, all those things see, that your parents, do, that for your parents, you your parents like do for you is just like does, what is God does is going to do for, you as, do for you, you as an adult too. The things, things that we in, get disciplined in, the things that are hard, the things we don't understand, in the end it might actually it turn might actually out, or it will turn, turn out really, really good, because, we, out, know because, good, because says, we know the verse that says, all things to work together for good to them that love God. Even if we don't see it now, we'll see it in the future. And if we don't see it even if in this life, we'll see it in heaven, we'll understand it all. Okay? So, I think I've held you guys up long enough. Popcorn? Popcorn? I don't know. We'll give you guys all, we'll whatever guys it is, in your seat, we'll get it, to, seat, right? we'll you get it to you, all right? Thanks. You guys can go back. Thanks. go back. Thanks. Thanks.
3: Well, good morning. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. Good to see all of you. Here this morning. Here this morning. Welcome. Special welcome, welcome to all of you visitors to and, of of and to those watching, visitors, us, online. To those watching us online. How about a round a, of, welcome for, a, of welcome for all of you? Once again, thanks to Once our again, thanks worship to team our, and thanks to Then we uh, we, welcome you. uh, It's good to have you all here this morning. morning. And uh, I pray that you're being blessed and encouraged by being here this morning. A few quick announcements. If uh, you haven't been here before, if this is your first time especially, welcome. Thank you for being here. And uh, if you haven't noticed, our restrooms are to my left, back that hallway there. We have coffee and tea, and apparently cookies, but there's coffee and tea and and water in in the back, in the foyer, please help yourself to that. Uh, You're welcome to that at any time. So uh, today is our uh, communion service, and that's something that uh, we observe on the schedule we use is uh, every fifth Sunday. So that comes around about four times a year, so happens that it's today, and we're glad that you're here to participate in that. I'll let uh, Phil expound on that a little bit uh, more here in a minute. We will uh, we'll go into that, and then after that we will have uh, Brother Daniel Esch will be sharing the word with us. He's from South Dakota, it's good to have him here, and it seems to have brought the extended Esch family together, so thank you all for coming. Um, This Friday evening is family night fellowship evening here at the church, John and Maggie host that. And everybody's welcome, it's a time of uh, fellowship, games, food, Uh, so anybody's welcome to come. Invite your friends, neighbors, people from the community. It's time to fellowship together and to get to know each other better and uh, enjoy uh, our fellowship and be encouraged. So that is, let me see, do we have a time in here? 6.30. And if you're coming, feel free to bring games, finger foods, that type of thing. So everybody's welcome here for that. I think that's all I have for announcements. So I will turn it over to Phil and we'll have our communion service followed by uh, preaching the word of Brother Daniel.
6: As we were singing that song, I am his and he is mine, and so will be forever. My mind went to, you know, Jesus said to his disciples, you did not choose me. I chose you. And I think we live in a world because there is so much emphasis on that we're creatures of choice, and we have a right to choose, and we live in a world that emphasizes and amplifies our rights. We as Christians can get this mixed up, and we can begin to think, I am God's and He is mine because I chose Him. The reality is God says you are mine because I chose you. He loved us first. First John tells us we love him because he first loved us. It is true we get to choose to return his love or to walk away and fight his love. But let's never forget. Dear child of God, you're not God's because you made that choice. You're ultimately His today, and you get to fellowship with the God of heaven because He chose you. In Hosea, Hosea chapter 2, the Lord says to Israel, and in this context Hosea is speaking to an Israel that had backslidden and walked away from God were pursuing their own other loves namely idols and today in our western culture we don't carve an image and set it here and bow down to it and think it's somehow going to have an influence on me but do we have idols oh yes we do We have idols in our heart and in our mind, things that come before Christ, things that mean more to us and affect us more than he does. In Colossians 1, he says that God wants us to have Christ first in everything in our life. Well, this is where Israel found themselves. And then the Lord says, I will come after you. I will come after you in your wilderness desert experience. Verse 19, that I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in loving kindness and in compassion. And I will betroth you to me in faithfulness. Then you will know the Lord. So the only reason you and I get to know God today and know him in a personal, deep, meaningful relationship is because he has come and called us by name. He said, come, marry me. And this has been deeply impressing on my heart. Just last weekend, we were in Texas. One of my nieces got married, was married to a young man. And as I sat there at the wedding and watched these two people again Marry each other, commit their lives together. And a very significant change was about to happen to both of them. They were going to move in with each other. They hadn't done that yet. Thank God. We live in a world today that doesn't make that difference anymore. And that's one of the sad ironies about the way we think about marriage They moved in with each other. And as they promised their lives to each other, I was deeply reminded of this verse. That's what Jesus came to make possible for you and I to offer you. It's not just a God that's up in the heaven that you can worship in your mind. No, Jesus came as a bridegroom to prepare a bride for himself, to invite you and I To marry him. When I think of communion, that's what it's all about. The time of breaking of bread, or communion as we call it, is to celebrate this relationship that Jesus came to earth to open up to you and me, to propose a lifetime And an eternity of married love with him. And today, you and I individually get to celebrate that with Jesus. And if you haven't known or experienced him in this way, today is the day of salvation. Today I want you to know that if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart and walk away from this relationship he's inviting you into. Come today to the Lord Jesus Christ in this way and marry him, marry him. That's what we're invited into this morning. And for those of us who have married him, you know, every married couple knows the importance or should know the importance of date nights or date times We call them date times, but what we're really meaning is one-on-one communication, a celebration of our love. We do it with our anniversaries, but we all know that if we want to keep our relationship meaningful and real and strong and intimate, as husband and wife, we need to spend alone time. And I often think about the communion times as a celebration of my alone time. Have you been alone with him lately? Are you experiencing that married love with Jesus Christ? Paul said to the church at Corinth, he's reminding them of what the Lord's Supper is about. And in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and just to remind you of this context, the church at Corinth was messed up. You know how messed up they were? They weren't just messed up in their interpersonal relationships. Paul said they were messed up there. They were coming to communion to the Lord's Supper and some were feasting and others were hungry. Some were getting drunk and others didn't have any food or drink at all. They were shaming each other and there was strife in the church. How would you like to be a part of that church? Think your church life is bad? Paul reminded them what the Lord's Supper was to, was meant to be, a symbol of. One of the worst things about the church at Corinth was, one of the biggest problems was they had idols. And you'll see that, 1 Corinthians 6, they didn't take sin seriously in their life. So they had this, this, mixed up relationship with Jesus Christ and they weren't pure hearted about it they still wanted to be a part of the world sound familiar yeah and this is Jesus call to come back to that pure love come and marry me again come renew your wedding vows with me leave all your other loves of this world behind consecrate yourselves to me Verse 23, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant, this new promise in my blood, he sealed it with his own blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Or as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And then he cautions us, don't do it like you have been doing it in an unworthy manner. That doesn't mean that you and I are worthy None of us are worthy of the Lord's love. But the way they were doing it was in an unworthily way. They didn't do it in a way that the Lord Jesus was honored and glorified and their vows to Him were renewed in His love. And so I want to encourage you, my dear brother, sister, this morning, as we come together as God's children and in the church here, we... Leave it up to each person's individual conscience whether you should partake or not. But if you've been born again by the Spirit of God and you know you're adopted into His family and you have married the Lord Jesus Christ, He is your bridegroom, then we invite you to take this cup. And because of COVID, uh, we don't do it quite like we used to. We're going to pass out trays. um, And they have these little K cups. And on the inside, if you tear off the top, there's just a little, it tastes like plastic. I'm sorry, but it does. But it's not about the taste, right? It's about what we're doing to Christ and our communion there with Him. And so, as if you're born again and a child of God, we invite you to take this moment in your life and commune with Christ again. Renew your vows of love to Him. Hear Him, renew His vows of love to you. And answer Him, I love you too. I love you too, Lord. And in that personal, in this moment, you can let all your idols and other loves behind. You can again purify your heart and your mind to love Him, the Lord your God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You can come again, I want you to picture this in your mind that you're coming and you're coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're holding his hands and you're giving your life to him again in a fresh, renewed way. That is the worthy way in which he's calling us to commune with him. He doesn't want to share your love with anyone else. That was a problem that Corinthian church had. They had other loves in their life. And Paul told them in the chapter just before that, you can't drink out of the cup of the devil and the cup of the Lord at the same time. Jesus won't share his love. Would you think it's strange if, if I would tell Katie, you know, I love you. We've been married for 26 plus years. But you know, I think it's okay if I go find a couple other women to, to love too and marry. You know, we're... What's wrong with that? Shared love. Or she would look at me and say, you know, I love you. You know, the world's full of other men too. Maybe we can share our love. You're all looking at me like, that's just weird, Phil. Is it? Why don't you feel the same way about Jesus? Is it weird that we would share our heart's purest, devoted love with any other other loves, and only Him, He thinks it's weird, strange, and He won't have it. He won't share that love with anyone. So He's calling us this moment to renew our love to Him. And we invite you to do the same with us together. So the way we do it here this morning is We have the ushers, the deacons in the church here, Anthony and John and Dad. They'll come up through here and they'll pass out the trays and you can each take a cake cup. And we ask you just to hold it together um, until everyone has. And then once everyone has, we'll have a prayer of thanksgiving. And we can open up, tear up the the top portion of it. We'll take out the piece of bread and we'll all eat it together after we pray. And then we'll have another prayer of blessing and thanksgiving. That's how Jesus did it. And thank the Lord Jesus for His precious blood. He was willing to make His new covenant of promise with us. And then we'll all drink it together. We don't have the children participate in this. This is what we believe is for those who have been born again of the Holy Spirit. And understand this love. And it entered into it in faith. So... If your child is born again and has entered into faith with Jesus Christ in this relationship, then we invite them as well. But it is for those who have entered this relationship with Jesus, this new covenant by faith. And we leave that up to the fathers and mothers to to administrate in that in your family. So it's up to you as parents as to what level you know your children can participate And again, we leave it up to each one of you in your individual conscience. But if you are here and you've not yet entered into this marriage relationship, I must, again, just take a moment to ask you to hear the words of Jesus. Jesus said to the church, Laodicea, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If he's outside, Hear him knocking on your heart's door. And Jesus said, anyone who opens the door, I will come in. And my Father, we will come in and dwell in your heart. And we'll have fellowship together. This is the day of salvation for you. If you haven't yet married Jesus, this is your wedding day. Just open your hearts. He took the bread and broke it for them, saying, take, eat, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for the broken body of Christ, a body, Lord, that you gave as the bread of life. And so we partake together and renew our love to you in your covenant of love. Thank you for the broken body of Jesus Christ and we can be a part of your flesh and your blood. Also, he took the cup, said, take this and drink it. Do this in remembrance that the covenant of love I've made for you, I gave my life for it. He shed his own blood to make this covenant of love with us. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, again for being willing to go to that point, even to taste death for every man, so that we no longer need to fear death, but can live forever married to you lord jesus i pray that today you would renew that covenant of love with each of us and we thank you in jesus name amen let's drink together Precious. Okay, at this time we're going to move on and Brother Daniel, we're going to ask you to come forward. I just want to take a moment to introduce him to you. Um, We've known Brother Daniel and his wife Dora for many, many years and have appreciated his testimony. He pastors a church in Fulton, South Dakota, and so we're blessed to have him here this weekend and also his extended family. So, Daniel, can I pray for you and then we'll open the time to you? Dear Brother, Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for our brother. We pray that you would bless him and anoint him in a fresh and living way so that the words that you share through him, Lord, are not his own words. But even as you said, Lord Jesus, my my sermon, my message is not mine, but his who sent me. So I pray, Lord, that you would share your words of eternal life through our brother and bless him in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Am I on back there? Got it? All right. Phil, do you, do you mind? Would it work with your um, live stream? I hear you have a live stream. If I had one of those little music stands right here instead of me. Yeah. I'm kind of short, and that's a big pulpit, and I feel like I can't connect with you all so much. When I... So if you all don't mind, I'd like to do that. All right. Yeah, it's good. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Yeah, well, greetings to you from the believers in South Dakota happy to be here happy to have communion with you all I, I was very happy to be able to do that and children by the way you're a delight you know that your faces are delightful I just sat there and my heart just smiled at happy at your happy faces and at the. there's so many children in this world have very different lives than you do faces show it And how many of them would just give everything they had to be loved and cherished, like these children were loved and cherished this morning. So I was excited by that. All right, let's uh, just go into the Word here together, into the topic. I guess, first of all, we'll introduce it a bit. I was going to preach, I'll be honest with you. I was just going to use old notes from a sermon series I'm going through at home and, and preach one of those messages to you. I was really excited about doing it. So I got up this morning. I'm staying at Nate and Sue's house, and I got up this morning and opened my computer and got out my notepad and said, "Lord, here I am. Just use me today." And was going to go there, and poof, something else. So that's fine. I'm excited, excited about truth, about God's truth. Um, I've had a burden about for the church, our church, you know, of course, specifically. In this time that we live in, um, you know, with everything that's going on, we hear the word unprecedented a lot. Have you been hearing that word? Everybody's using that word. It's like, must be the new word, unprecedented. You know, we live in unprecedented times. You hear it in the news, everybody's saying it. Are we in unprecedented time? No, I don't think so. Maybe for us, in our life, it's unprecedented. But believers are under attack. There's a lot of confusion and lies in our society, in our world today, and I'd just like to ask you a personal question. How are you doing with it all? How are you doing? How are you dealing with it? Are you doing okay? Do you feel disoriented? Do you? Do you feel unsettled, disoriented in your relationship with God? Do you know where you're at? Do you know where you're going? There's a lot of confusion a lot of confusion and a lot of people and I just like to um, like to think about that and look about look at that because it's not God's will that we be, be disoriented and confused have any of you ever lost consciousness you say yeah my husband does that every night he just falls <laughs> sound asleep <laughs> but like been like really knocked out you know where you lost consciousness. You know that feeling, maybe you've been under anesthesia, you know, and and you're, you're waking up. What is the, what are some of the first things you need to know in order to get your bearings? Like your mind immediately when you come back to consciousness needs to know three or four things. Where am I? How about even who am I? You know, usually when we sleep and we awake from sleep, we don't usually sleep that deeply that we don't know who we are. But sometimes when people awake from uh, a deep coma or something, they don't know who they are. They ask these questions. I, my, uh, I work in EMS, and one of the first things we determine walking up to a patient is their LOC, their level of consciousness. And we go to this patient, and there's three or four questions that we ask them. Right away, because we need to figure out how oriented are they? What's their level of conscience? We say, what's your name? And then we say, where are you? Do you know where you're at? Do you know what happened to you? And their answer to that tells us, are they with it or not? And if they can answer all these questions, you know, where are you at? What day of the week is it? What happened to you? If they can answer all of those, in our report that we do later, we say, this person was alert and oriented. He was with it. The title today is Believers Alert and Oriented in 2021. I'd like to do just a little bit of a spiritual assessment. Do we as believers know today who we are? Do you know who you are? Like, really? Are you fully conscious of who you are? Do you know where you're at? Both in place, in history, and in time. The times that we're living in. Do you know what's happening to you? Are you aware, spiritually aware? Are you walking around in a spiritual daze? You're kind of shell-shocked. You don't have clarity or purpose. I'd like to look at some Bible answers to some of these uh, questions. Who am I? Who are we? Romans chapter 8 verse 14. So that as believers, we can be alert and oriented in our day. Because God needs us to be, as we will see. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Who am I? Who are you? Is your spiritual identity secure this morning? Are you a little bit confused where you're at with God? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear... But you have received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Who are we? Who are you as a believer this morning? The Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. This is your identity this morning. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, brothers of Christ. We're Christ's brothers. And God is our Father, if you will. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him. John chapter 1. This is just beautiful. I love this verse. Very precious lately. Yet to all who receive him, Jesus, he gives the power to become the sons of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so just, I'd like to just encourage you, remind you, remind us all that as believers in 2021, are we aware of who we are? Are you joyfully walking? Are you going to joyfully walk in 2021 saying, yes, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm going to joyfully walk in my identity as a child of God. Thinking about our identity. Who am I? How about your identity within the family of God? How about your relationships with other Christians? Are you secure in your relationship with God? Are you secure in your relationship in the family of God? Your relationships with other Christians? You know, God has adopted some confusing people into his family, hasn't he? Yeah. And you know, our relating to that and our trying to deal with that and cope with that. Other Christians and the what they think and the way they believe and the way they talk and the way they do things can actually really disorient us, can't it? Have any of you ever experienced that in your life? Where it's not really God or the Bible that's confusing you or that's messing up your perception of where you're at and what you're supposed to be doing, but it's other Christians And what they've done to you and how they treat you or how you can't understand them and you can't see their point of view. It creates a lot of confusion in people's lives until they know how to work with that. And simply the truth is God has adopted some very confusing people into his family. Jesus is the only natural son that God has in this illustration. The rest of us have issues And it would be so much easier in our lives if God would adopt just me into His family. And then it would be me and Jesus. Then it would be so much easier, right? But this family isn't, isn't that way. And we don't get to choose who's in our family. God has chosen that, right? Are we willing to let God draw the boundaries of His family? Are we willing to stop drawing boundaries where He doesn't? And to... Process that appropriately. This is a subject all in itself that has so excited and encouraged me as, I, as I'm coming to terms with some of these things. I'm going to go to Ephesians. Turn with me, if you would, just quickly. Like I said, this is a big subject, but it will, it will have a lot to do with um, how we relate. In the family of God and being secure in that family and our identity within the family has a sometimes a, a lot to do with whether we're actually going to be able to be oriented enough to fulfill our purpose. In reality, the family of God is a big, messy family of people with a lot of problems. But it has a good dad, a good father, who is enjoying working with all the energy and strength he has to make these children that he has taken to himself into a more perfect representation of his personality. And Ephesians is just filled with that. We did about, uh, it's been about a year now that we finished it, but we were in Ephesians for about a year as a church. And I'd, I'd like to share just a couple of little snippets here from Ephesians. It's, some of the truths that came out in here has just revolutionized my thinking about other Christians and my relationship with them. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. I'm just going to start reading. It's going to be hard to know where to stop and start. "'Therefore remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who flesh, are called the uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision in the flesh by human hands, were at that time apart from Christ, alienated from the citizenship of Israel.'" And strangers to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. It was a big deal for the Jews to accept the Gentiles. That's part of what he's addressing here. For he, Jesus, is our peace, who has made both groups one and has broken down... The barriers of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances that in himself he might make the two groups into one new man thus making peace and that he might reconcile both to God into one body through the cross slaying the enmity thereby and he came and he preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who were near for through him we both both groups have access by one spirit to the Father. Today we don't really have the Jew-Gentile problem, but we got a lot of other group problems. A lot of other dividing walls that were put there by man. Maybe were put there by you or by me. Pastors have a lot of problems with making these walls sometimes. Sometimes we, we really need to hear this. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners... But fellow citizens with the saints... And listen, look at this... Members of the household of God... Thinking, who am I? So that I may be properly oriented in 2021... I am a child of God and I am a member of the household of God and all that that means having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the entire building or the entire family tightly framed together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also as an individual son of God are being built together into a dwelling place of God through the spirit jump down to chapter 3 verse 14 for this cause I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named This is part of our identity. Do you, if we really see this, you know, I wish there were a slideshow with just all the right pictures that I could play about once a month or once a week that would just really put, thrill me and put into my head the proper picture of the worldwide family of God. Because if we see it for what it is, it creates within us such a joy, such an identity. It clarifies so many things about who I am and what my purpose is in this life, and gives us a context for our Christianity. I just love that phrase, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. God, give us a vision that He would give you according to the riches of His glory power to be strengthened by His Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine according to the power that works in us in Him be the glory of To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And then comes comes Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord because of these things exhort you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all humility and meekness and patience bearing with one another in love. It is one of our callings is to put up with all the members of the family of God. Be eager to keep. The unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Carrie, the song you sang this morning. There is one body, just one, one spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all, but grace is given to each one according to the measure of faith. And he goes on and on. Who am I? I'm a child of God and I'm a member of the worldwide family of God I've been adopted into it, I'm accepted I'm in this in crowd this is who I am and it affects our entire life when we see it that way we're going to be an alert and oriented Christian in 2021 knowing who we are where am I where am I, the second question where am I in place and in time You know, there's a beautiful, we we all know the beautiful story of Esther where, you know, she was making excuses about, for to Mordecai, why she shouldn't go into the king. She wanted, she was in a position of fear, insecurity, uh, protection, you know, unworthiness. All of those things were part of Esther's excuses to Mordecai. And a lot of the things that have happened perhaps in the last year, perhaps in the last five years to you and to I in our society, maybe it's even personal things that have happened to you. What we what we tend to do if we're not careful, we go into this protectionism mode and we make all kinds of excuses for not doing the will of God. And Mordecai wouldn't have her excuses. He told her, you were put into royal position for such a time as this. And This is just a call for us today to understand what place, what is our place in this time. This is the church's moment to shine. The hardships that are coming upon the world, that are coming upon our nation, this is our time. This is our time. We must resist the urge, the temptation, the fear-mongering, the protectionism, the isolationism that is, 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 is just wanting to creep over us and put us in a little hole somewhere or make us migrate to South America somewhere. No! We were put into our royal position in the family of God. We were adopted into the family of God. We're sons and daughters for God. We're Christians For such a time as this, this is our moment. It is the time not for us to retreat and hide. It is a time for us to stand up and shine. The world needs you today. The world, the beacon, a beacon, it's a city set on a hill, shines more more brightly, is more noticeable when the times get dark, right? There's an airport light, Mitchell Airport light. I can't see it in the daytime, but I can see it at night. It's far away, but I can see it at night because it gets dark at night, right? And when times are dark, this is our moment to shine. To hold forth, to stand in the midst of a crooked and perverse, a twisted generation and hold forth the word of life like the Bible says to people. People are scared. It's a time for Christians. We shouldn't be scared. If we're not scared, if you're somebody who is confident in your walk with God right now, do you realize that your beacon of confidence and faith in Christ is brighter now than ever? Because so many people aren't like that. They're afraid. And you have an opportunity. It is our time to shine for God, not to lay down and whine. Your community here in Colorado needs you now more than ever to work out your salvation in practical ways. We spend so much time trying to work our salvation in sometimes, which is a mistake because that's a gift. But then God calls us to work it out in a practical way that your neighbors can see and feel and taste and 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 partake of. And that's more than just worshiping God in your quiet time. Because your neighbors don't see that. They're not right beside you in your quiet time. There has to be a practical way for you and I in 2021 to work out our salvation that we have in our communities. That we have enough of connection with people... So that they realize this person has some answers. He has life. He has something I don't that I need. Now is not the time to retreat in fear. We have been born into the kingdom. We have come to the kingdom. We have been given royal position for such a time as this. It is we need to be alert and oriented and aware of these things. Of who we are and of where I'm at in place and time. And there's a lot more that could be said about that obviously. What is happening to us? Who am I? Where am I? And what, what happened? What's happening to me? Well, the Bible says there's no temptation taken you but what is common to man, and God has made a way through it, out of it, whatever. And you no, know, we are not in unprecedented times at all in the larger context, and it's so encouraging and helpful for me as an individual to try to see the larger context of the worldwide family of God, even throughout history and what it means to be a Christian and what it has meant to be a Christian for the last 2,000 years in many places, in many places today, even now, what it means to be a Christian. If the worst of the prophecies, you know, there's a lot of prophecies out there right now about what's coming to America and all of that. You know, if the worst of the prophecies, the, the most drastic, scariest ones that you've been listening to and, and hearing on Facebook and on the radio and whatever you're doing, if the worst of them comes true in America in 2021, in the next four years, it's still not unprecedented. We shouldn't be scared one single thing. We're Christians. We're Christians. It's not even close to being unprecedented. Perhaps we as American believers can finally get to experience what believers have experienced, are experiencing, in other places in the world for 2,000 years. Just some statistics. The first 300 years of Christianity, you know, Jesus promised them that. He told them, you're going to suffer. You guys are going to suffer for me. In the first 300 years, 5 million people were killed for Christ. They lost their life prematurely simply because they were Christians. Approximately. 16,000 a year, 45 every day. In the last 2,000 years, how many... And I know these are very approximate because a lot of it is done in, you know, you, it's never recorded. Nobody ever knows. It's very approximate. But how many Christians do you think have lost their life prematurely just because they're Christians in the last 2,000 years? Anybody want to take a guess at it? 70 million in 2,000 years. Over half of those have been in the last 100 years, over half. And, you know, obviously there's an obvious, one obvious reason for that is that there's more people on the earth, you know, that does make a difference, there are more Christians. In the last 20 years, since the year 2000, how many were alive in the year 2000? In the last 20 years, 2 million, that comes to 80,000 Christians a year. 200 a day, as we sit here, are losing their life. They're dying because they're Christians. We're not even close to that. We're not even close. We shouldn't be scared. You know, it. I look at this and I I look at these truths and these facts, and it makes me feel like such a little boy and Christian, and it makes me feel like I've just been playing Little League ball all my life, you know. T-ball, if you will, if you want to use a baseball illustration. We shouldn't be scared. Maybe God is promoting us to where we can play in the big leagues finally as American Christians and catch up with what God is doing in the world and with what His people are doing in the world. And as I think about these things and I realize what goes on in our church, you know, as I pastor a church and I care for our church people and, you know, I, and I have my own needs and the, own thing, the things that really discourage me and that make me feel like giving up and that hurt me and that wound me and that make me go for counseling, you know, because I have a wounded heart and I've experienced rejection and, and you know, and, and I'm not minimizing these things, but I'm just trying to put them into perspective. You know, and my wife and I just purchased a counseling series, you know, that we want to go through because we want to help people. There's a lot of people with deep hurts in their lives, and I'm not minimizing those things. But as I realize what I'm spending my life doing, you know, to care for wounded, hurting hearts because somebody wasn't nice to them at some point in their life, or they went through a little church division or something, you know, and they're wounded and they're hurting. And then I see this, and I don't know how to, I don't really know how to process that. As I look at the things that bother me so deeply, and then I see children taken from their parents, you know, parents martyred and persecuted and all of these things. I'm not sure where to put my Christianity. It's like a different league. You know, as you read Hebrews chapter 11, And you see, I don't think we'll take the time to do that, but if you read Hebrews chapter 11, it has that whole list of those who by faith did this and this and this and this. Maybe we will. Let's just turn there real quickly and read this. Uh, You see in Hebrews chapter 11, two different groups of people who did things by faith. And as I honestly evaluate my life, my Christianity and our American Christianity... I'm not sure we even make the first group. Look at the first group. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, while the the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, when she received the spies with peace, did not perish with those who did not believe. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in fighting, and turned to the... Turned the armies of foreign enemies to flight. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And now he goes into the next level. said, others, another whole group of people were tortured and did not accept deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. What does that mean? still others had trials of mocking and scourging and chains and imprisonment they were stoned, they were sawn in in two they were tempted, were slain with the sword they wandered around in sheepskins and goatskins while destitute, afflicted and tormented the world was not worthy of them that is a tremendous statement given by God to these people the world does not deserve you people isn't that amazing? the world was not worthy of them they wandered in deserts and mountains in dens and caves of the earth. And it says, These all, having obtained a good report through faith, they did not receive the promise before God provided something better for us so that they without us so that they so that with us they would be made perfect. Here a couple months ago, I was in the ambulance with a patient, and we were on the way to the hospital, and we're talking and She's about 60 some years old, and I'm not going to violate HIPAA. Don't, don't worry, but the patient privacy thing. But she, she, I'm asking her you know, about her medical history, you know, trying to figure out what's going on here, and she says, "I have PTSD." You know what PTSD is? Post-traumatic. It's a very real thing. It is a very real thing. Soldiers that have been in battle and encountered. Experiences and danger and fear at levels the human body isn't made to handle have permanent emotional damage. That is a totally very real legitimate thing. They encounter things in their life they can't handle certain things after that. But this so this lady and, and I, I believe that. I, I think it's a it's a big deal. So this lady says I had PTSD and I'm thinking, okay, she's about sixty. Where was she in combat, you know, in her 40 years ago, I'm thinking, my mind's just going. And so I just start asking her, she said, I have PTSD from the Cold War. And, you know, I'm, I'm not letting her know what my mind is saying, but my is saying, wait a minute. How do you get PTSD from the Cold War? There were no shots fired, no bombs falling. How do you, how does that work? But, you know, God really spoke to me through that. And he said, Daniel, you're a lot like that. When you are overwhelmed and your breaker's about to flip and you're about to say, I can't take it anymore, you know. By the way, that's a big deal when you say that. Be careful how you say that. There's a lot of sin happens after you say that. After you say, I've had it and I can't take it anymore. There's a level of unbelief there that is dangerous. But... The Lord spoke to me, why the things that make you about flip your breaker compared to what Christians have gone through. And I realized I'm like this lady, you know, PTSD from the Cold War. Now, just picture this lady going into like a, a VFW or something, you know, and there's Green Berets and Navy SEALs, combat veterans, And do you suppose she would tell them, I got PTSD from the cold war? Do you think she'd probably just be quiet and realize, you know, she'd probably embarrass herself if she said that, don't you think? And you know, honestly, as I look at what believers, heroes of the faith through history have endured and have fought and won. The battles they've gone through, and and frankly, even other believers, some of them that I know that are alive in comparison to my life, I just close on now and say, Good Lord. There's levels of heroism in Christianity that I have not yet reached. What is what time, what are the times we end? let's not be overwhelmed by other people's panic and fear. This might just be the tip of the iceberg rather let's learn and grow and be Christians who are going to be overcomers and make it through this not minimizing anyone's pain or sacrifice but just realizing that we need to challenge ourselves sometimes to come up higher or we will just become a generation of whiners who have a one amp breaker when God's people can have 100 amp breakers what does it take to flip your breaker what does it take to turn the lights out and you become disoriented in your Christianity, in your personal faith? You become rocked to the foundation. What does it take? What does it take? God want to change out breakers in your life, put in a bigger one. Why would you want a bigger breaker? You can do some more stuff, right? There's more power flowing through. You can't accomplish much. You can't put much power through a one amp breaker. You put a lot. You can run a lot of stuff off of 100 amps. Maybe the Lord wants to change out breakers in our lives. There's a beautiful old song. Ye lion hearted rise again. With the saints of early Christendom. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Read it sometime as a poem. So in conclusion. Let's rejoice in who we are. Let's be oriented in the family of God. Let's rejoice that we were born in this place. I'm in South Dakota. You're in Colorado. You were born. You're in this place as a child of God in a royal position for this time and you have everything that you need. Let's rejoice in that. Let's not go into panic mode or be troubled by the difficulties happening to us. There's an interesting verse in Thessalonians that says, Now, brothers, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and concerning our gathering unto him, we ask you, and what was going, the church in in, in Thessalonica, they were all in a stir. The Christians were all in a stir. Does that sound familiar? Okay, now, now the, the reason they were all in a stir is a little different than the reason some of us are all in a stir. But for them it, it had to do with the coming of Christ and the misunderstanding about the timing. But he tells them something. He says, Do not let your mind be quickly shaken or troubled, neither in spirit nor by word. Nor by letter, nor by some podcast, nor by some Facebook posts, is what he would say. He said, Don't let yourself be troubled and shaken in mind. Don't become disoriented, Thessalonians. And he told them practically, this is what he said in a nutshell he said, You guys stay focused. Keep on working at your jobs. They were quitting their jobs. They they were getting all in a stir. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys are making a big mistake here. Keep working. Keep doing the things that Christians do. Be an example of the believers. And that's what God wants us to do in 2021. So as we look at the questions, you know, who am I? Where am I? What's happening to me? I'd like to look at two more very important questions that kind of take it to the next level because you know the who am I, where am I? That's a lot about me, 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 self-awareness, and all of that, and and we need that. We need to be secure in those things. But there's two questions that I'd like us to see that will that will take us even further. And let's let's go to if if you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter nine. Well, we actually don't need to go there just for the sake of time here. So Paul was struck down. Off his horse or whatever he had by the light from heaven. And I don't think he lost consciousness uh, necessarily, but he was very, I mean, he was very jolted. And he asked two very important questions. Do you remember what they are? What was the first thing he said? Who are you, Lord? What was the second thing he said? What do you want me to do? And I just want to leave this as an encouragement to you on a very personal level in 2021. That you continually ask these two questions. You look into the face of Jesus, into that glory of Jesus and say, who are you, Lord? Who are you? And let him reveal himself to you and then just ask him, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what to do. And you know, Paul lived in much more troubling, wicked times than we do by far, with government leaders who were worse than ours by far. And in the midst of it all, if if there's ever an example in Scripture of a man who had a clear vision, a clear purpose, who accomplished a tremendous amount for God, it was the Apostle Paul. In the midst of it all, his vision was clear, and he's an example for us. I'd like to read his the outpouring of his heart that comes through in Philippians chapter 3. If we could just personalize it to ourselves. He says, "What things were gained to me, I have counted these things to be a loss for the sake of Christ." He just put his background every all that he was and just Counted it for loss for the sake of Christ. Yea, certainly I count everything as lost, For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. See, he kept asking that question. Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? What are you really like? What's your personality really like? What do you really care about, Lord? Jesus. What do you really care about? Do you care about this thing that's upsetting so many Christians? as much as we do. Or maybe you don't even really care about it. The knowledge of Jesus. Jesus, what do you care about? How are you feeling about this? As I'm here all worked up and all stirred up about this law and mandate somebody's trying to stuff down my throat, maybe Jesus doesn't really care. But what he really cares about is your neighbor next door has no clue what to do or what's going on and you're going to waste the next year of your life fighting some stupid mandate instead of devoting your god-given energy and talents to a human being who needs you do you see what the devil wants to do who are you lord jesus what are you caring about we got off track The excellence of the knowledge of Christ. You say, I don't care about any of this other stuff. Any of this other stuff. You know what is an interesting verse, too? Oh, it's just, it's, there's this verse that says. I can't get it all together right now, but it it, it goes along the line of all things are sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And we get ourselves all wrapped up about these little things. And we miss the big picture. We miss the big picture, and we could live so free of all the little things. For whom I have forfeited the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. At the end of twenty twenty one, let this be your motto I will be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through the faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God through on the basis of faith, to know Him and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering, being conformed to His death. Why was so afraid <laughs> suffering? He says, "Oh, this is all I want is to know the fellowship of His suffering. That I how I might." if somehow I might make it to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already attained or have already been perfected, but I follow after it so that I may lay hold of that for which I was seized by Jesus Christ. Brothers, I do not count myself to have attained, the Apostle Paul says. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, he says, let those of us who are mature." Think this way. This is going to be our mindset. We're going to think like that. Maturity thinks like that. And if you think differently in any ways, way, it God will reveal that even this to you. There's a phrase that I've come to love in violin making. They use this phrase. I tinkered with violins for a while because my girls play and I soon realized that I'm not, I don't have that craftsmanship level work with violins it's very finicky work but there's a phrase that I learned in that they say as you're making a violin a beautiful violin, then you care more and more about less and less you, you follow that thought as you're getting down to the details of what separates this thing from being just a student instrument to something that can be used by a master musician The differences are just little things. Just you care more and more about less and less. And I believe with all my heart that maturity, Christian maturity in 2021 is going to be very uncomplicated. It's going to be focusing on the simple things that Jesus wants me to be doing. Because Paul had that singular clarity of mind, that orientedness to what he was supposed to be doing. It was a very simple mission he had. Very simple mission. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We can do it too. Let's do it too. Amen? Amen? Let's be faithful to do that. God bless you all.
3: Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Daniel, for sharing a very timely word for these days that we're living in. And uh, that was encouraging to me, and certainly pray that it was for the rest of you as well. Once again, thank you all for coming, and for uh, being a part of this time here together. That does bring us to the close of the service, so uh, let's Go with God this week and live out these words that we have heard today to be in prayer for Hershey's and John and Sarah or they're all forsaking us and heading to Florida for a while so we should be what oh Dave and Faith are leaving too goodness wow Hmm. well for the rest of you please come back next Sunday we might not have many people here So uh, pray for all them as they're uh, traveling and uh, maybe as you're uh, enjoying the sand and the sunshine you can pray for us as well. So uh, let's all stand and we'll have a closing prayer and you can consider yourselves dismissed. Thank you Father for this time that you have given us this morning. I thank you for your word and for the truths of your word for the simplicity of your word. I pray that it would Bring forth fruit in our lives and that uh, we would grow in you and be established in your love and your peace in the days ahead. I pray for those especially who are traveling in the next week or so. I pray that you grant them safety and that you would use them, use each one of us to shine your light into this dark world wherever we may be. We ask these things in Jesus' name.